Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Sean Canungo. Sean is a globally recognized individual strategist. Sean is a partner with Queen and Rook, where he advises leading organizations and executives on disruptive trends. In 2021, he was named to Forbes' best virtual keynote speaker I've ever seen list. Uh, Sean's content on innovation has garnered millions of views, respectively, across LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. His debut book, The Bold Ones, releases in December of this year. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Sean. Well, Ed, thank you so much, and I uh, really appreciate being on. I've been waiting my entire life to be on, and I, I just want to give—I just want to give a shout out to this podcast. So, you know, Ed is putting a ton of work in. So, subscribe, follow wherever you are: <laughs> iTunes, uh, 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 Spotify, YouTube. He's on YouTube. You can listen to this while you're doing something. Um, so, uh, doing great work, Ed. Well, thanks so much, Sean. So, why do you do what you do? <laughs> You know what? I am passionate about this idea of innovation and disruption. And um, the reason why I exist on this planet is for uh, for people to make a change, for people to make a, uh, you know, uh, w- just to take one step forward to, to create value in new ways. Uh, that's why I've dedicated my life to this idea of innovation and disruption. And I fell in love with this idea of disruption, you know, early on in my career, the idea that one person can change the trajectory of an organization, of an industry, and even the themselves. And I found that inspiring. So I dedicated my entire life to working with disruptors um, uh, and, and, and helping individuals and organizations be disruptors. And tell me about how you apply this concept of continuous innovation to individual people. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I love Sage. Actually, I was part of uh, Sage's Continuous Innovation Day uh, as one of their uh, keynote speakers. And, I, you know, this is a beautiful thing about innovation, Ed, is that to me, innovation is about um, um, allowing everyone in the organization to go off and try new ways of doing things. And, and that's the most beautiful part of innovation is that it's ubiquitous. It's, it's, it's permissionless. It, it allows everyone, whether you are on the front line to the CEO, that anybody can have a piece of this. And many people get bogged down about this whole idea of innovation that it's too big or I don't understand it or you know I, don't, I can't create this next iPhone when innovation is just looking around you and, and literally asking the question, why? Why do we do things the way to, that the way that we do, is there another way of approaching this? Whether it could be around processes, it could be around customer experience, it could be around your brand, it could be around um, you know, how you uh, manage your teams. It could be all these ways of thinking about innovation. And so to me, the idea of continuous innovation is having a mindset to say, how do we constantly um, think every single day about how do we make things better? And that is the job of every single person in the organization. So that's why I, I love the idea of continuous innovation. But apply it again to the individual. So you're saying that what I'm hearing you say is that individuals can and should constantly be innovating themselves and bringing that to their organizations. Absolutely. I think, think, um, you know, it's funny because I, I... I have a book coming out. It's called The Bold Ones. And it's it's really about applying in the idea of innovation and seeing how you as an individual um, can take this concept and apply it to your day-to-day life. And so you know, some of the best recommendations that I have is, um, to set aside like, uh, in your calendar, 30 minutes to say, this is your innovation time. This is your disrupt yourself. 
disrupt your self time. You know, it's funny because we will, we will take meetings with everyone. We will take meetings with, 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 with your, with our neighbor, with our boss, and we will put it in our calendar, but we will never take, you know, time to think about how do we go off and improve um, our business and our lives every single day. So I think if we take the time every single uh, uh, week to prioritize this idea of innovation, then you will build a habit of trying new ways of doing things. And, um, you know, the, what I've seen, Ed, throughout my career is that when people start building this muscle around innovation, because innovation is a muscle, what they start to do is build this thing called innovation capital. They start to build equity around the idea of innovation. So then what that enables you to do is to unlock resources um, that you wouldn't have had. You get to attract people. You get to attract customers. You get to attract resources to yourself. And then you, people start to see yourselves, to see you as an innovation leader. And um, that's really important in this, in this era. And I believe that if you are not in the innovation game, then you're not being talked about at all. So I just think that it's so important and, and everybody has this muscle uh, to build. Help me dissuade uh, a few people from from this because I actually do a session on this title. Why innovation doesn't necessarily mean technology? Yeah, well, I, I, I so I love that you, you you're doing this, and I know you'll probably do a great job um, at describing this as well. But <clears throat> to me, um, actually. If you're thinking about innovation as technology, I think that's the dumb, dumbest place to start. I believe that innovation is, um, I actually believe that innovation is 90% psychological and 10% technological. 90% is figuring out, um, you know, technological innovations are bounded by the laws of physics and code, but psychological innovations are bounded by our own imagination. So if you want to think about how do you improve your processes? How do we retain and, and, and attract new talent? How do, we, um, how do we deliver our services, our products to people in new ways? None of that actually has to do with technology. It's really about looking at your business in fundamentally new ways. To me, those are all psychological innovations more than technological innovations. So I, I think when we think about innovation, technology should be the last thing that we think about. Um, so I think we're on the same wavelength that. Well, Matt Ridley, who wrote a great book called um, How Innovation Works um, and, and Why It Flourishes in Freedom, and it's a, just a terrific book. And in this, he has a very interesting idea, and I want to ca- capture your uh, thoughts on this. He says, innovation is when ideas have sex. Yeah, yeah. No, I, lo- I, I, I love the idea of sex. I mean, I mean, no, I love the idea of <laughs> ideas having sex. Um, no, I, I believe it. I, I think that every, every innovation is a remix. It's copying, pasting things that are, whether it's inside your industry or outside of your industry or previous invention or innovation, and I'm combining those things together. And I think, um, you know, we always think that uh, we shouldn't copy, steal, but that's what innovation is all about. It's, 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 you know, I always say this, that Tesla, Tesla is a 10,000-year-old company. In order for Tesla to exist, you needed to create the car. You need to create a computer. You need to create GPS. You needed to create all these different things in order for the Tesla to be what it is today. Tesla is a 10,000-year-old company. So um, if you look at that, you, you have to say that innovation is a remix and it's, it's about ideas having sex. I, I love that idea. Yeah. Carl Sagan, I believe, said that if you want to bake a cake from scratch, you have to start with creating the universe. There you go. I love that. I love that phrase. Well, we have an exit question, Sean, that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? 
I know this question. I've seen this question being used many times. And a lot of people are using, you know, they're very, they go back to personal examples um, every single time. And, um, you know, unfortunately, in the most uninnovative way possible, that I, I, I do have to take a uh, personal uh, story as well, which is, uh, you know, my father. My, my father actually passed away. He was an accountant. Um, he was a solo bookkeeper accountant. He had about two, 200 clients. And um, uh, I saw how he managed his clients. I saw how he managed his, his teams. And he did it with authenticity. He was genuine. He, was, he, was, he, was, he believed in his clients. And I, when he, when he passed away, I actually had to take over his firm. And at that point I realized, um, you know, how much he meant to his clients. And I know a lot of uh, people that are listening to, the, to this are accountants. They are maybe solo, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, accountants. Um, I just want to say this is that, um, you know, you might be the most important person in, in, in someone's life and you don't even know it. And I realized that when my dad passed away, that my dad was actually the most integral per, uh, person in many people's lives because their the finances is at the core of what we do. And you're not only, uh, you know, helping them with their finance, but you're actually helping them with your life. And so I, I just want you to realize that. And I, and I, I only realized that until my dad was, you know, passed away that he was so important in not only our lives and our family, but in other people's lives. And so, um, definitely a hero of mine and I learned uh, a lot from him, from him. All right. And lastly, Sean, how can somebody contact you? You know what? Don't. Please do not contact me. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, I, I'm everywhere on social media at Sean Canungo. Um, you can email me at uh, Sean Canungo at SeanCanungo.com. I will respond to every single message, LinkedIn, email, uh, wherever wherever else. But most importantly, most importantly, Ed, I want people to uh, subscribe and follow this podcast. They, they, before you follow me, message me. <laughs> follow this podcast. Um, no, it, it's an honor. and It's a privilege to be on this, uh, this uh, Sage Thought Leadership podcast and uh, to chat with you today. All right. The book is called The Bold Ones. It's due out in December of 2022. Sean Canungo, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership podcast. Thank you so much, Ed. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. 